Cause we got the alternative energy right. For a nuclear free autonomy And welcome to the Radioactive Show Produced at the studios of 3CR Melbourne And heard nationally on the Community Radio Network Hello and welcome to the Radioactive Show I'm Michaela Wednesday 27th of September Marks 60 years since the British conducted the first atomic test at Maralinga It's the most well-known of the nuclear tests that the Menzies-led Liberal Party government allowed the British to carry out between 1952 and 1957 at the Montebello Islands in Western Australia and Maralinga and Emu Field in South Australia. Most directly impacted were the Anangu communities in the north of South Australia. Many were removed from their land and others suffered sickness and death as the fallout covered them and contaminated the country. Still dealing with the legacy, those same communities today have to face uranium mining on their country and the threat of national and international nuclear dumps. Keeping the Stories Alive is a series of exhibitions and art projects that are touring the country drawing attention to the impacts of the nuclear age on people, country and culture and informing discussion around the choices being made regarding our nuclear future. Today, I speak with artist Jessie Boylan about the exhibition Black Miss Burnt Country and Nuclear, Aaron Hudson, nuclear veteran and Marilinka whistleblower, who features in both of those, and Madhu artist Curtis Taylor about the virtual reality project Collisions. First up is Jessie Boylan, and regular listeners will know her as a presenter of the Radioactive Show. She is part of the Atomic Photographers Guild and has been involved with a range of arts projects around nuclear issues, most recently collaborating on a video piece with Linda DeMent for the touring exhibition Black Miss Burnt Country that opened in Sydney on Wednesday and will be making its way around the country over the next couple of years. Black Miss Burnt Country is a national touring exhibition commemorating the 60th anniversary of nuclear testing at Maralinga. So in September 1956, um, nuclear tests went off at Maralinga. Obviously there was tests prior to that at Emu Field and Montebello, but this exhibition timed to be 60th anniversary since Maralinga became Australia's main atomic testing ground. So the curator, J.D. Mittman, has put together a a large exhibition of over 60 works. Basically, it spans seven decades of Australian artists responding to this issue. And there's 30% Indigenous art there, mostly from the Maralinga, Jaritja, Anangu communities, um, but also other contemporary Indigenous artists who've been responding to this issue. J.D.'s first thought of this, Black Miss Burnt Country when he saw the work of Jonathan Kumanjara Brown who was part of the Stolen Generation but he was born at Uldia Mission which is where people were living when they were forcibly relocated to make way for the tests at Maralinga. So he got taken away from his family and only later realised his connection to that community and went back and found his family and he didn't know the language and um, but he learnt about Maralinga and he made a series of paintings which are incredibly stunning and, and, and haunting representations of, of people being removed from land and land being destroyed by the atomic tests and the ongoing impacts of those tests on, on Anangu and land. So J.D. Mittman had some of those works in the, in the Burringer collection, which is where he works um, in Upway in Victoria. 
Mm. And he thought that he, you know, and then he saw another work by Lynn Onis, who also is connected to Barringer, a sculpture of a Anangu woman protecting her child from the atomic blast, which he's probably seen as well. And he, he thought to bring, you know, a series of works together that would show showcase, I guess, artists over the time responding to this issue. And luckily um, I was part of that show with a couple of photographs, um, one of Yami Lester taken in 2006 at Wellington Station, and obviously Yami Lester is a survivor from the blasted emu when he was 10 years old. He was blinded by those tests. And my other portrait is of Avon Hudson, <coughs> who is a nuclear veteran and whistleblower he worked at Maralinga after uh, after the major, the last of the major atomic tests at Taranaki went off, and he was working on building the firing platforms for the smaller dirty bombs. And he later blew the whistle on live television to um, expose the buried plutonium at Maralinga, and has long since been a a fighter and an advocate for nuclear veterans and Aboriginal people alike. But also, I had a new work as well, which is. Um, a three-channel video that um, shows, I guess, just the kind of enormity of the issue of nuclear weapons today and in the future as well. So responding to the fact that there are still 15,350 nuclear weapons in the world, uh, of which some 1,600 are on high alert status, and we're so far from being nuclear-free, um, Obviously, things are getting better because in the 1980s, there were 60,000 nuclear weapons in the world, and we're getting closer to a nuclear test ban treaty or nuclear weapon-free world, but really, you know, with what we're seeing in America and, and new conflicts rising up globally, I guess the issue is still very present, and um, we, we wanted to make a work that kind of responded to that, the complexities of nuclear weapons and, and the enormity of the issue of of what a single nuclear weapon can do to cities and people and land, let alone sixteen hundred of them. Mm, yeah, that's it. What a epic global threat that we're dealing with. Yeah, that's right. And um, I think we were also a bit sort of like, well, you get presented with so much information about these issues that sometimes it's so hard to comprehend and so it's much easier I guess to ignore it and pretend like it doesn't exist and so we wanted to delve into some of that you know the it's so confusing and there's so much information and how can we create space just to think about it not to give off all of the information or present some didactic uh, response but more just creating a space that allows the possibility of thinking about these things um, to become real. Which is what Black Miss Burnt Country does anyway. By looking at the past, we, we're forced to look at our at our present and our future. Um, and so I think it's a timely exhibition and um, hopefully it will renew debate on the issue of, of the legacy of Maralinga but also of nuclear weapons worldwide and the new debate in South Australia about, you know, an, an international and a national nuclear waste dump and what that means for... For us as Australians and people in those communities facing those threats, it's great that this stuff is happening at the moment and it just shows um, the power of, of art and art's response to times of change and times of great disruption and 
when when really terrible things happen, I guess artists tend to have a way of responding in a way that allows all sorts of people to be able to engage with that issue. So I hope this is what these exhibitions will do. It's very clear that community, uh, you know, not wanting further destruction of land and, and culture and and this allows people, I guess, to to hear that from a different response. It's not the more traditional forms of activism, though it is activism in its own way. This is the Radioactive Show, produced in the studios of 3CR and heard across the land thanks to the Community Radio Network. We've been speaking with Jessie Boylan about Black Mist Burnt Country. It's showing at the National Trust Gallery in Sydney and then it's touring for the next couple of years. And you can find out when it's coming to a gallery near you by visiting blackmistburntcountry.com.au. As Jessie mentioned, Avon Hudson is a person that has been a central figure in these projects. He's a veteran of the atomic tests at Maralinga and was the first whistleblower who exposed what was really going on. He's worked tirelessly for justice for those who suffered under the atomic tests to ensure that there was a proper clean-up of the Maralinga Jaritja lands and to pass on the stories and information about that time. I spoke with him at the official opening of the exhibition Nuclear at Tandanya Art Centre in Adelaide on Friday 30th of September. Your story is such a central one in this whole exhibition and the whole process of talking about Maralinga. How does it feel to have that presented in this way? Well, the exhibition means a bit to me because it... um, brings back all those bad memories. Most of the good memories have been driven out of my head by the bad memories, if you know what I mean. Mm. And uh, it's a bit difficult at times facing the, you know, the uh, exhibition and particularly the film part, because I see a lot of faces that's no longer around. And um, it means a fair bit to educate in this case, we can get that message out and remind the public of Australia how they were hoodwinked and brainwashed into believing that there was nothing wrong, nothing was being done that shouldn't have been done. And 60 years later, well, since I blew the whistle was in 72 and then again in 76, uh, we've had a lot happen in the way of a Royal Commission that I fought and finally succeeded in, Uh, but unfortunately, most Australians probably now were born when these bomb tests took place, and there's so few people that even know that nuclear weapons were tested in this country, so that's what I've been on about, and this exhibition will go a long way to doing what I've been doing for best part of 50 years trying to draw attention to the criminal side of the Menzies government that Mm. done all this and perpetrated the crimes against us, his own military and the Aborigines as well. Uh, This wasn't an enemy that done this. This was our own government and that's what makes it so shocking and so alarming that they got away with it, you see. Mm. There's so much more to 
add to that, of course. Mm. If anyone had an hour or two, I could explain the sequences of events, how it happened, uh, who was behind it, why did it happen, and then the aftermath that we've had to live with and all the death and destruction that went on, you see. Uh, some particularly governments may not like what I say, but they have to face their tarnished history. Mm. And there's a parallel going on right now with what's happening in South Australia with the state government wants to bring nuclear waste here. And uh, that'll be a legacy if they bring it here, like the nuclear weapons testing, only with the nuclear waste from other countries coming here, it'll leave a legacy far worse than the nuclear we uh, weapons testing. And there's no other country on Earth stupid enough to put the hand up to take nuclear waste from other countries, only Australia, and in this case, South Australia. Well, we're going to defeat that. It'll either the Premier will resign or he'll be kicked out. Let the world know that. We're not going to accept another legacy from what is not the right thing to do. We cannot allow it. So I won't let up and I'm not going to go quiet if they're going to do things that's going to injure the state and be uh, what I describe as a hazard to the unborn generations to come. So I want the Premier to listen if he don't listen, if the state government doesn't listen, well, the penalty will be that they'll lose office. I just see it, what time I've got left on the planet, I want to draw attention to those things and fight to prevent another problem that we just don't need to go down that road with. While I still can, I'm spending as much time to go around talking and educating and getting the young ones and understand what's happened. So we've got to actually spell it out and do it without fear or favour. Across the country on the Community Radio Network, this is the Radioactive Show and we've just been speaking with Avon Hudson and what an incredible story he has to share. And all the information about the exhibition is at tandanya.com.au and more about the Nuclear Futures Project, go to nuclearfutures.org. Next up, we have Curtis Taylor. He's a Maru artist from Western Australia, and he collaborated with Lynette Walworth and a whole host of other folk on Collisions. It's a virtual reality experience that places you at the centre of his grandfather, Nari Morgan's story about his first contact with white man's culture, seeing the atomic test. And we'll hear about how Curtis got involved in this project and also the significant links that it's been making with people across the country and around the world. Well, how the story came about was um, Lynette, we did a, I was involved with um, another exhibition. Um, we met separately um, to another exhibition that we were in a show together at Fremantle Arts Centre called We Don't Need a Map. And Lynette Walworth, the director of Collisions, um, 
did a, another art piece uh, with the ladies of Bangur and surrounding areas. And um, I did another project called the Phone Booth. And those two projects were exhibited in the same show that for We Don't Need a Map um, at Freeman Art Center in 2011. So that's how the first time I met Lynette. Um, I didn't know her work before, um, you know, prior to her going up to Maru country. Um, and the, yeah, how this collision came about was, you know, she heard about the story called, uh, from, from Nyeri, Morgan, um, Maru elder, my grandfather, from my grandmother, Nola Taylor, Nalanga. Um, Nola said to Lynette that, um, you know, you got to talk to Nyeri or Marilinga after, Lynette was out in the desert at Wandeli, um, well 21 in the Canning, on the Canning Stock Route and doing a project with all the ladies, um, of the Western Desert. And, uh, she's talking about the work that she done with the, um, church of Maralinga people, um, from South Australia and Arango people from there. And, um, yeah, from there, Nyeri told, his first-hand account of what happened to him and uh, two other men that he traveled with, 1950s. So they were like, you know, in their teen years, uh, traveling throughout northern APY, South Australia lands, um, when they saw Marilinga and the mushroom cloud go off. From there... You know, I was really privileged to get on board and, you know, asked to get on board from, from Yari and Nola and from Lynette to work on this collaboration between everybody, uh, Australian and, uh, American crew, um, uh, to create this virtual reality work, uh, VR, which is collision. So, yeah, no, really, um, really happy, really proud and, um, yeah, I can't wait to tour it across uh, Australia for the first time. Um, I mean, you travel around the world for this past year, um, but hasn't, yeah, officially, you know, um, had a showing in Australia. So, yeah, it's really exciting. And um, we're really um, excited, I guess, for us to first time to bring it to South Australia for that story be, to be told and acknowledged and you know, because it's Anangunjuta, that's their area, and um, it's also Nyeri's story, but also hundreds of stories uh, from people of that area that was affected. Did, had he met with people from that area previously and talked about that shared experience? I mean, you know, he was in a, in a tri-state border, border, in a um, tri-state border in the north, North part of South Australia, and you know he didn't know uh, what it was, you know the mushroom cloud and what they were doing at Marilinga before, um, until he went to Warburton and Jigalong, and then he learned the word atomic bomb, um, and that's what he saw, and you know um, countless Anangu Chuda and um, Walbula from that area saw. Uh, that either worked on the projects 
or were affected by or removed from that land. I think it's a um, very powerful uh, first-hand account of, you know, people that are still alive and um, can tell that story. Um, there's only a few that, you know, still remain or that are alive today, but not, not so much. So, yeah, no, it's really privileged for me to work on this project, um, this collaboration between the Australian and um, American crew and um, and Maru on the ground. Yeah, because yeah, I guess it'd be interesting telling that story with this medium. How has that been received by people? Yeah, no, it's um, really, really awesome um, to have this first-hand account told in this way in virtual reality where you're present with the storyteller and the protagonist in the in his story in his first hand account you're side by side with him and traveling through the journey kind of like you know holding his hand through VR um, but also have an insight into his life his culture his story his history, his family, his community. Yeah, and that's a beautiful thing. And, you know, I think a lot of people get removed from that reality when they're talking about nuclear waste or nuclear issues. Mm. Whereas this one, this experience, this first-hand account takes you right into the depth, you know, of that story of um, yeah, that history. And so is that a story that, you know, you grew up with knowing about? Yeah, no, I didn't grow up knowing about this story until like, you know, three, four years ago until Neri opened up and talked about it, you know, openly towards his family and his community. And um, yeah, I mean, most of the stories that I grew up uh, openly knowing about was, you know, oral histories from people that were my immediate family uh, from that Kalamini area, Western Desert, and um, uh, just a whole general history of Madhu peoples. Uh, but no, Nyeri's story, no. And I know in South Australia, certainly that experience of being under the atomic test really informed people's, yeah, I guess their strong opposition to all developments of the nuclear industry, uranium mining and the dumping of nuclear waste and really built that strong campaign. Is that something similar that's happened on Madhu country with the uranium mining? Yeah, I mean, like on Madhu country, we only have Kintyre and, and I guess you'd say Yeliri too because of so many Madhu that are living in uh, Wiluna right now um, at the moment um, because of that push between southern Madhu towards Wiluna area. Um, but it's not the area, I guess, to say, uh, where it's you know, more belong to like people that call themselves Chupan, which is traditional Wiluna peoples. Um so we have, yeah, that threat 
on our doorstep um, in between Punmo and Pangur. And we are fighting that really hard and with our old people. And that's not a new fight. This is an old fight. We did a walk um, through our country this year, Kalamini walk, and um, that was the second walk. And our old people did a first walk against canning resources back in the old days, 20 years ago, when they started to reclaim the Mura, the homeland in their country. So we have that threat, and we want to keep Western Australia nuclear-free and no uranium mining on our Ngura, on our homeland, all across the state, from Kandanara right down to Esperance. That was Curtis Taylor talking about collisions and its screening at ACME in Melbourne from Thursday the 6th of October to the 15th of January. And Nari Morgan and Lynette Walworth and Curtis Taylor are going to be in Melbourne for a special event on Saturday the 8th of October. It's also screening at the Art Gallery of South Australia from Wednesday 5th to Sunday 30th of October. And you can visit their website collisionsvr.com and keep an eye out for that amazing production as it tours the country and around the world. Well, that's all we've got time for today. The Radioactive Show was produced in the studios of 3CR on the lands of the Wurundjeri of the Kulin Nation in Fitzroy, Victoria. It's broadcast nationally thanks to the good folk at the Community Radio Network. And thanks so much to Jesse Boylan, Curtis Taylor and Avon Hudson for joining us today. And you can find links to everything that we've talked about on our Facebook page. The podcast of this and previous shows can be found at 3cr.org.au backslash radioactive. And you can support the communities in South Australia to create a nuclear-free future by joining the National Day of Action against the nuclear waste dumps in South Australia. It's on Saturday the 15th of October, which marks 63 years since the first atomic bomb test at Emu Junction. And you can find out about the events happening at Don't Dump on saoct15.org forward slash events hyphen map and if there's not an event close to you i encourage you to organize one any questions email us at radioactiveshow.3cr at gmail.com and please tune in again next week when we'll hear from paul brown the director of the nuclear futures project and yellow artist steve harrison radiation uh, from a nuclear waste dump and whether Australia should have a nuclear waste dump. Um, those kind of discussions, the hearing the voice of the Tommy survivors in those debates I think is really important and, and that's now one of the things that we're trying to do with this exhibition. More or less telling the story about um, what happened in Maranaga about the 50s. Quite a lot of people that have come in and seen the exhibition have, didn't even know this had happened. So more or less it's better late than never to tell our story so we can make people aware so this will never happen again.
You've been listening to a 3CR podcast produced in the studios of independent community radio station 3CR in Melbourne, Australia. For more information, go to allthews.3cr.org.au.